Welcome in this episode. I'm really honored that you're here. I don't take your presence and listening to this for granted. I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul, and I'm super passionate about helping Christian women professionals and servant leaders to regenerate so that they can keep on giving. Because I truly believe that Christian women have unique gifts and we are needed into the world in order to bring God's light into reality, in incarnate reality. So today's episode, I am going to talk about one of the concerns that many Christian women had, including parts of myself, thinking about self-care, that self-care somehow is selfish. Am I not supposed to be like Christ and just give, give, give? And there's some truth to that. That's actually what I love to do. If I actually pause and think, what do I want to do in this world? I just want to give and help and support and help others thrive. This is my deepest longing when I wake up in the morning that gives me joy. But if I start thinking that self-care is selfish and I don't take care of myself and I just keep going, going, going with a hope that eventually I'll finish my work and I can rest. Well, it ain't happening. And it's not happening for many Christian women as well. Because the more skilled we are, the more perfected we are in our giving and helping others, the more people are going to come for us for help from family, church community, workplace, vocation, um, neighbors, in such a way that it's going to feel unending and we're going to feel like on a treadmill and we are going to burn out. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about some scriptures, how to really understand self-care from a godly perspective, from a higher perspective. And also I'm going to talk about the renewal week, which is happening at the end of January, beginning of February, where I invite you to come for a week. We'll meet informally on Zoom at 3 p.m. Eastern time inside of a private free community, which is not Facebook. It's actually a private community with no distractions, no ads, in such a way that we can regenerate together. And I'll also talk about my programs. So it's a renewal week and open house. And if you just wanted to actually meet me or meet other Christian women and just have some conversations about renewal, you want to join in, you want to join this private free community, Thriving in Christ. I'll put the link underneath it, and I hope to see you in there. And with that, let's dive in. The biggest concern that I hear is this sense of, if I take care of myself, I am selfish. There is in psychology and psychiatry, there's this concept of dystonic, or syntonic. Syntonic means I have a belief and actually believe at 100%. It's part of my identity. That's syntonic. Dystonic, it's a belief where I know I don't agree with it, but it bothers me and it bugs me anyway. So I hear this concern about being selfish on the spectrum from Christian women that feel identify with it 100%. It feels syntonic. In other words, yes, I am selfish if I take care of myself, all the way to the other end of the spectrum, where it's dystonic. We're like, I know I need to take care of myself, but deep down in the back of my head, I actually think it's selfish. Although rationally, I know it's not. 
So no matter where you are on a spectrum, I want to welcome you and just say, it's natural to wrestle with this. For several decades in my life, I was syntonic with this belief because I had another belief linked with this was I can just pray and my dream was if I'm connected with God and just be with God every moment, I won't burn out. God has my back, which is true. And in the same time, I forgot a very important piece that I need to co-create with God. God doesn't have my hands, my eyes, and my brain. You know, I, I decide what hour I'm going to wake up. I decide if I'm going to exercise or not. I'm actually the one moving my body to go to the store. I'm actually moving my body when I make decisions about what to buy and what not to buy, what to do, what, what hour do I go to sleep? Do I scroll on social media or watch movies or not? So we forget in our love for Christ that we cannot just give our will to God, so to speak, because no one else is moving our bodies. And that's true for most people, except for very extreme situation. Obviously, there are people who live very oppressive conditions. But most people, most of us can exercise our free will. So we forget that. So I forgot that for several decades, although it's so obvious, right? So I wasn't thinking of co-creating with God that way. And I was just for sure, you know what? I'm just going to put everyone else first and I'm just going to keep go, 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 go. And somehow miraculously, I'm going to regenerate and I'm going to be fine. Well, I wasn't. I burned out one time and then I burned out a second time. And the reason I've talked in other episodes, chronic stress doesn't come with bells and whistles because of cortisol hormones, the stress hormones kick in and they give us energy. And we feel like, you know what? I've got it. I can do this. So this is an issue because it can be so deceiving. So it took a lot of time to really understand where I can get caught up in my brain, in my thoughts, in my emotions, and when actually I'm overriding some important boundaries that could lead to burnout and chronic stress. So today, what I have for you is a couple of things inspired by Christ and our Bible. One, that even Christ took time for himself to be alone. So you might notice if you watch his journey in the synoptic gospels, you meaning Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you'll notice that Christ helped and did miracles, and then he withdrew. He went by himself. So that's a first clue. They don't elaborate in this, that even Christ, I mean, he's God, but he's also human. He needed to replenish his vessels, so to speak, his earthly vessel. So that's the first clue. The second clue that I want to share with you is this verse. And I knew this verse. I always loved it. But it really dawned on me. This was at a conference in 2014 where one of the presenters said, well, what is that one verse that really sums up your life work and vocation? And this came up to me right away. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. To me, that was precious, very precious. I want to love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul and all my mind. But then here's the follow-up. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is from Matthew 22, 38, 39. Well, what does that mean to love your neighbor as yourself? As a psychiatrist, it was really clear. Oh my goodness, I've seen that. Whenever we as human beings, we don't love ourselves, 
We are judgmental, self-critical. We're putting ourselves down. We're shaming ourselves. We actually project that onto others. And subconsciously, we don't do this all because we want to. It's not a conscious decision. We automatically project and we become more critical of others. So the pathway to become more compassionate with others is actually to look inward, do our inner work, cleanse in our cup, so to speak, in such a way that when we can see all our faults and warts and all, and we can still have that compassion like we would have to our neighbor, to our friend, then, and we realize, oh, you know what? I'm not the best person on this world. It's impossible. I'm so imperfect. And we can accept our imperfection. Not that we're not going to try to grow and become better, but just accept it that we are imperfect. We become more compassionate to others' imperfections. And that is so true. That all, if you be to sum up, all the therapeutical and psychological methodologies. It has to do with this idea that we want to understand ourselves and we also want to extend compassion to ourselves. Now, many people just stop right there and are like, okay, I'm loving myself. This is cool. And I'm just going to live a life, just focus on myself. That is fine. Many people do that, but that is not our mission as Christians. We are also called to serve and love our neighbor. So loving ourselves is only one step towards loving our neighbor, towards our vocation, so we can love our God with all our mind, with all our heart, and all our soul. So I'm saying this so we can all pause and you can be inspired that as you take care of yourself, as you extend compassion to yourself, there's this psychological process inside. We're like in our mirrors. When we have compassion to ourselves, we automatically we're going to be able to extend that compassion to others if we are orienting our life to focus on God and the benefit of others and benefit of the humanity. So that's the first verse that I want you to ponder. The second one and the most important one for this episode is this. If we don't take care of ourselves and replenish our bodies or taking care of our emotions and our needs. Emotions usually is like an alarm system that is telling us that we have some needs. Needs to be seen, to be loved, to be appreciated, to be safe, to be nurtured. Those are all natural needs. There's nothing wrong with having needs. And as we do that, we actually, and also take care of the needs of the mind and the needs of our spirit. What we actually do is like when we build a house, We check, we make sure we have all the materials ready for the foundation. So what am I saying? It's incomplete to think that if I have this big vision to help other people, I can just do it without counting my resources first. The verse from Luke 14, 28, 29 is like this. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost? whether he has enough to finish it last after he has laid the foundation, he's not able to finish it. This is from Luke 14, 28, 29. So in other words, if I'm planning to give my life to God, if I am planning to serve others, I'm taking care of myself in order to be able to accomplish that. I'm counting the cost first. And that means taking care of my body, eating healthy, making sure I get the rest. I get also enough water. 
and I also take care of my emotions so they're in check. Otherwise, if I just suppress them, we know from psychology, they're just going to pop in when we least expect them. And we all know people who are all of a sudden just explosive out of the blue. It's because they've been suppressing their emotions. And I have several episodes on that. You can Google on emotions in this channel. The same for the mind needs, you know, the mind needs to stay stimulated. But if it's overstimulated, it needs some time to rest and metabolize the information. If we don't pay attention to that, we are not counting the cost. So think of our earthly vessel, not just the body, but also mind and emotions. They're also part, brain is part of our body, right? So as we take care of it on a steady level, without indulging, but taking care on a regular basis, we make sure we function so we can serve others and serve God. And the last metaphor that I'm going to bring to you is like having a car. If we don't change the oil and tires and make sure we bring it to the mechanics once in a while to make sure we've got everything running smoothly, we won't be able to drive where we need to go. Why wouldn't we maintain our car? Why wouldn't we maintain also our body, our mind, and our thoughts? But the biggest mistake, which I mentioned at the beginning that many people do, is to have their life goal just to make sure the car, so to speak, is fine-tuned and working properly. I'm seeing in movies, right, when people have these expensive cars and they take good care of them and then like keep them in the garage. Like there's no use to have a car if we don't actually drive somewhere. So our mindset as Christian and it's Christian women, is to serve God. This is our direction. We're going towards God. Theosis, union with God. And in the process, we want to make sure we are functioning properly, well-rested, our emotions are well-attended to, our mind is sharpened, our soul is connected to God so that we can keep on giving and serving God and loving others like Christ. So with that, I thank you for all you do. Type in the chat what resonates from you from this episode and remember to sign up for the Renewal Week, which is starting on Monday. And you can have access to the daily meetings and also we have the ability to connect and chat and meet and connect with one another. And then you learn about the programs and the different options that I have for you if you're interested. So with that, I'm going to end with a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for everything. And thank you for the wisdom that you've transmitted through life of Christ, through the Bible, through the live examples of Christians from all different centuries. May you continue to inspire us and support one another. And may you continue to bless the listener and their family and friends and church community and vocation and their neighbors. And may you bless her so she can flourish and take care of herself in such a way to bring you glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for all you do.